0: Welcome to episode 148 of the Twim Show. This is Sajid Islam and today I'm going to go over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of February 13 through 17, 2023. First off, on Pinterest, Pinterest has now relaunched or launched uh, their refreshed Pinterest Academy platform which is basically if you want to learn anything about Pinterest and you're new to it, you can go to pinterestacademy.com and go ahead and take those courses and learn everything that you need to learn uh, about Pinterest, uh, mostly and mainly about Pinterest ads. With that, let's move on to the next one, Uh, Google Business Profile. strength widget is now live and i just noticed that you know i have the word profile twice on the slide decks after this show has been recorded i'm going to go ahead and take one of those profile out but anyway coming back to the update itself is last june google began testing a profile strength widget on your status icon that showed you if you need to do more with google business profile or not so it's just like you know if you go into google ads and you see you know there is this thing where you write ads uh, especially these Um, now that expanded uh, text ad is gone, but there is this other, uh, that dynamic text ads, you know, you can put five headlines and five descriptions and five call to actions. And then Google is going to say how good your ad is and things like that. Google's testing with this uh, Google business profile, which sounds like at a high level, it's great. However, you know, a lot of people are complaining, especially SEO experts is because one of the things like one of the SEO experts have posted on Twitter like, you know, hey, he got dinged, he got a lower score because he did not create a Google Ads account, right? WTF Google, what's going on? Uh, I agree with this uh, SEO expert because it shouldn't be tied to it but again Google is in the business of making money and this is their way of giving you a like let's say 60 out of 100 and now they say hey you can get 20 more points if you now go create a Google Ads account and you know we are you're going to be higher to an unsuspecting business owner or a new marketer, they're going to be like oh yeah I need to do this so let's go create a Google Ads account now once you create a Google Ads account Google is going to go ahead and send you this coupon which says $200 off or $500 off for you from your first Google Ads you know whatever you're going to get $500 off from your first uh, first time you run ads okay because I got one for one of my accounts recently so to again the unsuspecting business owner is going to say yeah let's go spend 500 but for you to get the $500 credit you need to spend 500 so okay you're going to spend it and then guess what you are you are probably not someone who knows Google Ads very well you're quickly run out of budget and now Google is going to nudge you hey you know what you could have gotten 50 more views or 50 more visits to your website if you spend another $100. And the loop starts, right? And you get into this game and then you start spending money without getting a lot of results. That's number one. Number two is that like in the meantime, Google sales rep by the cover of Google account rep. is going to start calling you up, reaching out to you, emailing you and saying, hey, I'm your Google rep for this quarter and I'm going to help you. By the way, we don't get, uh, we don't, not all business owners get a account rep. So you must be really lucky that Google assigned me to your business. So I'm going to help you and you take, advantage of that and you're gonna end up spending more money you don't believe me go ahead and give it a try aside from that uh, you know there's nothing else to cover by all means go for it Uh, but again my thing is to bring you the news I brought you the news I gave you my analysis and it's all up to you Next up, uh, Google's John Mueller dislikes keyword-rich domains. But first, what are keyword-rich domains? Keyword-rich domains are domain names that have the keywords in them. Like One great example is cheapiphonerepair.com. Right, so if you're a business uh, that repairs iPhone and then you do it for cheap, you could go for cheapiphonerepair.com. And you know, in the early days, this was uh, you know very popular. Uh, this goes back pre-2014 um, because I remember back in 2014, even uh, Bing's uh, search engine uh, spokesperson wrote a blog post, and obviously it's no longer active. But if you want to find it. You have to go through the link in Wayback Machine, which, by the way, I have put the link into my show notes. So if you really want to read that, go into the show notes and you will see that. But, you know, this is a very old tactic. But but what John is saying, in a, and John, this is something he said it last November as well, uh, or 2021 as well. It's, you know, overall, this rich keyword domains are not really helpful anymore because, obviously, the search engine algorithms have gotten smarter. They can read a search uh, website and then figure out, oh... You know, what you're talking about, you don't really need to put a domain name that's rich keyword. That's number one. Number two is people think you are a spammer uh, because spam, spammers nowadays are using a lot of those domains. Number three, changing business focus uh, or even expanding is a lot harder. Uh, think about the cheap iPhone repair.com. Now they have iPads. How are you going to put cheap iPhone repair, uh, iPads in cheap, cheap repair uh cheap iphone repair.com you probably have to cheap ipad repair now you have two websites to manage or you could have to change the domain name voila you have a problem in hand right so it might be a better idea for you to do just something like cheap uh smart cheap repairs i'm just taking examples thinking out of the blue uh for us we have market and grow we don't have uh, google ads and grow right even though we do our search engine marketing dot grow so we we kept a very high level kind of thing to our event. We do marketing. We want you to grow, but we wanted to pick the uh, you know market and grow again. The third thing, and it ties very nicely with what I'm gonna say, is like you have no brand name. If you are doing a cheap iPhone repair, you really cannot build a brand. Uh, you cannot really do anything else for us. Market and grow. We can build a brand. We are going to write, a, you know, we are just trying to establish market and grow as a brand. So I think that helps you. Uh, John Miller does uh, uh, have some compelling points. Now, the other aspect is if you Google the word, uh, you know, keyword rich domains, you will get a lot of blog posts that talks about how why you should do it even now in 2023. Are there tools you will find that tells you that's going to help you find, Uh, keyword rich domains use it as you see fit but I would say just you can use this for ideas and thinking of a new business name new domain name but definitely you want to create a business and a domain that's aligned with your business name okay I hope that helps let's move on to the next update so the next update is about you know um, how do you would use structured data if you're a service-based business. Uh, during recent off- Google SEO office hours, a user asked, hey, I have a service-based business, and I'm using the product structured data. However, the challenge is that you know my price range uh, varies, right? For a product, uh, pencil is a pencil, and it costs fifty cents. You can be specific, but if you're a service business, yeah, uh, you know, say you provide." Uh, plumbing and your job could range from one hundred dollars to show up to all the way to two thousand dollars. How do you provide that range? And if he, and this person was using product uh, structured data, and obviously Google threw an error message back to him. So John Mueller is saying you know that since and he assumed that this is a local business since you're a service provider, uh, but he's saying why don't you use the local uh, sir uh, local business structured data? Okay, because local business structured data allows you to specify a range. Now the question is the schema.org, which is basically the schema website. Uh, in that, they say product structured data uh, needs to be used uh, and can support uh, service-based businesses. However, Google uh, product structured data does not specify you know service uh, service-based businesses. So for service-based businesses, you really have to go and use local business structured data if you are trying to uh, show up in Google search. And my question to you, and this is a question to yourself as well, who do you want to listen to? Right? And I, if, you were, if it was on to me, I would say listen to Google because that's where you want to show up. Uh, because listening to schema.org is not going to really help you. By the way, schema.org uh, is a non-profit organization where Google puts money, Bing puts money, Yandex puts money, and basically it's an industry association. So the industry association can say things, but Google does things the Googles way. So up to you what you want to do. But if, you were, if, you, if it was up to me, I would definitely go and listen to John Mueller and start using uh, local business uh, structured data uh, for services. And by the way, we are a service-based business. So we should be using uh, local business structured data as well, even though we are still local, even though we service all around the U.S. But, you know, we have a physical presence here in Fairfax, Virginia. So we are local. Next up, and this was something covered in episode 136, uh, back in the day, Google had uh, launched, which is in November 2022, Google launched a new catch-all spam policy called Policy Circumvention. It wasn't very clear, so now Google came out and updated it, and you know it basically made more human-friendly language. Uh, other than that there's nothing else for you to know one thing you need to know and one thing you should keep in mind is obviously and i know our listeners are not trying to do this is don't try to game the google search algorithm don't try to create competing website don't try to create duplicate website Uh, don't do anything that will really get you banned because trust me i've seen this if google bans you you cannot come back into anything You can change your computer, you can change your IP address, you can change your credit card, you can change your name, you can change your business card. Somehow or the other, Google has this smart, intelligent algorithm where it figures out and connects that it's the same person trying to uh, come back into the system. So that's all you should know. But if you really want to know what their policies or convention spam policy is, go ahead and check out the show notes. And talking about uh, policies and everything, Google updates uh, their SEO link uh, best practices document. Uh, The link is also in the show notes. You can jump onto it if you really want to. But here are some of the highlights. There's seven of them, right? To make your links crawlable, Google recommends you to use full URL over relative URL. Anchor text, which is also known as a link test, is visible text of the link. Uh, Google tells people... uh, Google encourages you to place anchor text between the ARF elements so that Google can crawl. If you don't use anchor text, Google is going to attempt to use title attribute. For image links, Google is going to use the alt attribute. Number three, Google uh, advises you to write good anchor text that is descriptive, concise, and relevant to the page that is on and to the page it links to. Uh, I'm just reading it, and I just realized there are a lot of spelling mistakes and like grammatical mistakes. Um, other than that, number four, uh, you should cross-reference your own content when possible, which is basically cross-linking. Uh, so if you have like an article uh, on your another article that you know your user should find or readers should find helpful, link it. but don't overdo it. Number five, use the nofollow attribute when linking to an external site and you're unsure about the reliability of the site or you don't want to uh, pass on the SEO juice. Right. For example, if someone writes a bad review or something bad mouthing your company, you want to reference that article, but you don't want to give them, uh you know, any SEO credit or anything like that. You can use that nofollow. If you're paid for that link, you can write sponsored or nofollow. Uh, if you users insert links on your website, say if, if you have a user generated content or if you're like a Quora or Reddit type website, you can use the tag add you can use add UGC or nofollow. And again, you uh, remember last November, Google said external links would be less important as a ranking factor in the future. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't really pass. And going back to the fifth example, you know, you may not really uh, pass on a lot of SEO juice. But if someone is writing bad things about you and you really don't want to pass it on, you should obviously use nofollow. I hope that's helpful. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Google bot will ignore the no index during the 301 redirects if if you do not put no index on the final page, this is something a question that came up uh, and someone asked Gary Ellis, hey if I have no index on my first page, but that page again then redirects into a second page, which is a 301 redirect or 302 redirect depending on you know how it was set up. and if that page will Googlebot honor that request. So Gary Ellis says, hey look We will only honor, and again, he wasn't also sure, but he's saying we can only honor if that final page also has a no index, a no follow. So the question is, I'm not sure why you would redirect. I mean, there are many reasons why you would have to redirect a page because the URL changed, because it points to an old domain and now it's a new domain. For whatever reason, you have to do a redirect, which is a 301 or a 302. But if you have no index, you want to have the same no index on the final page, on the new URL. If for some reason you forget, then you know it's not Google's fault. Right. I hope it helps. So what it matters is like, you know, before you start doing redirecting, you should start looking at what are the attributes on this page that I want to keep and may not want to keep and just make it simple. You may want to change that attribute on the f- starting page and you remove no index and then they, you just have higher chance. Hope this helps. Next up is about CDNs, which is something like a lot of business owners use Cloudflare, and that's the most uh, you know used ones. And then you know you will see sometimes when you go to a page website, it will say uh, Cloudflare will say which is content delivery network. Uh, These CDNs are meant uh, CDNs like content Cloudflare will say, hey, hang on. Before you go to market and grow, so assuming we are using Cloudflare uh, for our CDN so that our websites load faster on the user end, other you know, people who are accessing our website, but you know, if Cloudflare interrupts and injects this page where it says, hang on a second, I need to verify if you're human or not. If that is happening, Google is saying that could actually be detrimental for your SEO crawling. Because what they're saying is like, look, sometimes if this is prompting. Uh, it shows up during a crawl process, Google is not going to be able to crawl your website. So you decide whether you want to engage into, uh, if you want to use a CDN, if so, how? Now, there are a couple of things I think it comes into the discussion, which is number one is, Yes, you can uh, tweak this setting uh, on Cloudflare that says, you know, how strict do you want to be? Uh, you could just say, you know, set it at a minimum threshold so that it doesn't pop up. The other thing is that I would say, you know, Google bots' IP addresses are pretty static. They don't change. So chances are Cloudflare will not flag those IP access requests. Maybe it will do for uh, Bing, maybe it will do for uh yandex or whatever other search engines are Uh, users business owners use this for you know to prevent spammy websites from sending too many requests and doing a ddos attack you know denial of service attack uh so this is definitely cdn something you need you want cdns for your site to load faster so if i'm in virginia i would like to have a copy of my website market and grow load from a You know, a CDN network that's in Northern Virginia or maybe New York versus getting it loaded from, say, somewhere from Europe or Asia just because it's going to be a little longer. It's going to take add two or three more extra seconds. And yes, it might sound sound very simple like, oh, two or three seconds. But trust me, when you are waiting and that page is like, you know, that wheel is spinning, you are going to get pissed off and you're going to bounce back and go to somewhere else. All in all, I would say that this is not the end-all, be-all thing. This is Google's recommendation, but I think what you should do is take this recommendation, figure out, hey, what can I do? Maybe this is why you need to not just have a marketing team, you need to work in conjunction with the tech team who understands and kind of tweak it and play around and see what's going on. Uh, Look at the Cloudflare logs and figure out, you know, are we in, you know are we putting up too many pop-ups how can we reduce the threshold but at the same time uh keep the spammers and scammers away and let the good bots get in okay next up uh this is just something uh that has popped up which is google ads is testing disabling opt-out of search partners and display networks and you know i wish this was a joke or this was something Incorrect, but it is true because Google Ads liaison Genie, uh, Marvin confirmed that Google is testing uh, Now if you go back and look at any of my videos or list, list look at in my blog post All I say is for Google Ads Every time we run ads we uncheck these two boxes and so we disable search partners and display network because You know, you do not know who Google search partners are. Uh, We don't want to mix and match and show our ads to Display Network. Now, there is a way to disable this thing. It's just not easy. Again, if you're a new business, if you're a new person running Google Ads or a business owner who don't really pay attention, you will think Google is telling you this is the right option, which is not. It's just a way for Google to make more money, believe it or not. Uh, Why do I say that? It's because, like, Trust me, we have run ads, uh, we've seen ads, we've seen this thing. Um, you don't get the insights, you don't get the uh, stuff that you need. Uh, Jeannie Marvin is trying to paint it as like, you know, oh, we're doing something great because we've seen uh, our, biz- our users end up making a lot more money and a lot more results when they are opted in versus opt out, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't agree. I disagree, I disagree, I disagree. Uh, But again, Google is in the business to make money. Like I said about Google business profile, so Google is, and again, Google wants to increase their revenue and the only way to do it is to nudge people to spend more money and take as much money as possible. Moving on. Instagram launches channels broadcast chat feature. Uh, I'm not sure why they call it chat because it's not really chat. It's a one way thing where you could actually uh, because it's a broadcast chat, right? Which will support text, images, polls all within IG direct. IG direct. uh, It's basically a group messaging function within the app where you can stay up to date on specific topics, brands, people, etc. To me, it's a quasi WhatsApp within IG. Uh, Again, Instagram is welcome to do what they think is uh, necessary to keep users coming back to engage on the platform to stay longer so that they can show them more ads and this is one way um, but other than that if you are interested you can sign up for early access the link is in the show notes talking about features uh instagram has announced that they are gonna kill live shopping as of march 16th now if you've been listening to my show you know i'm not a big fan of uh, uh, live shopping uh, even though it's a uh, Huge thing in the Asian market, and I've always said, like, you know, it does not make sense for the North American market just because time is so expensive and valuable here in the North American markets. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we outsourced and sent a lot of the manufacturing and, like, you know, low-value uh, jobs out to the Asian market because you know they can do it cheaper and whatever. So, I guess listen for instagram don't blindly or even for business owners don't just blindly copy just because it's working in one region it's not going to work on the other i mean i know youtube has a live shopping so does tiktok we'll see what they do but i'm quite sure they're gonna fold this thing uh in the future because it never really it never really struck me like you know why am i again maybe it's just me why am i gonna take the time to wait on uh, to get on a show and watch this, I mean, you know, there's QVC on TV, but it it's a I think it's a very different segment. And for because you know TV, you can leave it running and you can do other stuff. But for phones, you have to be in the phone. You cannot really. It's not a big enough screen where you can just leave it on and do your you know chores and things like that. So I'm I'm no I'm going on this for longer than necessary, but I'm just. Trying to, you know, figure out why it worked and why it not. Maybe we should do a mastermind session one day and can kind of figure out what really happened. But I do not know what really happened because Instagram will never share that with us. Um, we can be outsiders, kind of, you know, brainstorm on things and ideas. But what I think uh, is it definitely didn't make the numbers that Instagram was hoping for. And it's time to kill the, you know, feature. Talking about features, uh, Meta has announced Meta Verified. Like, you know, Gandhi once says, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then you win. So everyone was, like, ridiculing as well as, you know, up in arms for Elon Musk charging about $8 a month or so to do a Twitter verification scheme. And now Mark Zuckerberg has saying, you know, they're going to charge it. How how amazing is that? Uh, So... They're launching a test subscription right now. Uh, it's called Meta Verified. Uh, it's going to include a verified badge which authenticates your account with government ID, proactive account protection, access to an account support, increased visibility and reach. Uh, they have already starting a test in Australia and New Zealand. Um, and then they're planning to bring it to the rest of the world. Okay, folks, there you go. Now you know everything that you need to know. Um, take care. Until next week. Bye bye.